Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. It's fucking hot. I'm dying. Welcome to the podcast, No BS, with your hosts, Daniela and Luis. First of all, I'm, I usually ask you how you're doing, but let's start off with me. Because I just... <laughs> how, needed, how are you doing? I, I needed to speak on my mind. It's hot as fuck. We said last episode that, you know, ooh, we're feeling better, positive energy, because the weather's, you know, cooling down a bit. And then God said, fuck y'all, because temperatures are rising if you didn't know now you know it's expected to be like a hundred something this week it's currently uh, let me check real quick because it feels like it's at a thousand but according to the weather app it is only 81 um but it feels warm and gross and you know that fucks with my it fucks with my attitude like it puts me in a in a badass mood um but you know besides feeling bitter because of the weather i'm doing great guys i'm kind of hungover <laughs> but that's a sign of a good time, right? Um, how about yourself? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I got the day off today because, you know, it's Labor Day. So, um, but other than the weather, yes, I'm doing great because I finally got to sleep in a little bit. I've been waking up like at 6 a.m. to go to work. So I got to sleep in. I slept until 9 a.m. Wow, yeah, we this love weather, that. Such a we time love difference. That. So to, yes, such a time difference. Um, yes, this weather, I feel like I'm in Satan's armpit. Um, I know I'm never going to move out of California to go to Texas or Florida because I know that the heat there gets disgusting. And if I can't even handle California heat, imagine me in Arizona or Texas. I would probably die. I'd be like, um, ew, don't invite me anywhere. Don't touch me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how people in those states can, like, handle it. I just I don't get it. But then again, it's like, do people move there because things are cheaper? Like, are Florida, people go to Florida to die, don't they? Like, let's be honest here. To retire, yes, they do. But in Arizona, everything's, like, so cheap. Like, you could get a house with a pool way cheaper than, like, a house with a pool in Arizona would be the equivalent of a two-bedroom apartment apartment here. <laughs> Which, like, Isn't I that guess... Sad? That's yeah, sad. like, it has its pros and cons. Because I always think of it like... Because I know my family loves to always ponder on the idea of, what if we move? What if we just get up and go? And I'm like... Same. First of all, I guess it would be better because, you know, it's a lot of us, so a bigger house and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, we're going to be in the middle of nowhere, so what's out there? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even... Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't, yeah. I wouldn't be able to function. I don't know why. There's something about California. There's something about I can always picture myself living here. Like, I can't picture myself living anywhere else. So, everybody who moves out of California, that's your thing. But my thing is staying here in Southern California, actually. Which, too. if you think about it, like, this country, let alone this state, is going to the shitter. <laughs> so, like, what's really that great in here that's, like, keeping us from leaving? I don't know. <laughs> the celebrities, apparently. The celebrities, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Finish your thought. What are you going to say? No, I was like, the celebrities, even though we don't even live anywhere near fucking I know, Los Mike, Angeles. Um, let's say I live in Long Beach. What celebrities are in Long Beach? <laughs> Ciao. Anyways, but speaking of celebrities, if you didn't see, the cast of Dancing with the Stars was announced. And I'm like, every 30 to 40-year-old white woman is excited, is ecstatic, yes. because I feel like that's their demographic. But um, do you watch the show? I've watched it some seasons. I think last season I didn't watch it. Because um, people watch it for the celebrities. I watch it for the pro dancers. I don't know. I'm more of a fan of the pro dancers than the celebrities. And last season, my favorite pro dancer, she wasn't on it. Sharna. Sharna Burgess, my queen. 
she finally got her mirror ball two seasons ago. So um, I was happy for her. But last season, she wasn't on it. And I was like, then I'm not going to fucking watch it because you're not on it. So bye. And Sean Spicer was on it last season, too. And I was like, ew. Y'all Sean, just live out controversy. Sean Spicer? Sean, Sean Spicer, yeah. Huh? Enlighten me. But I don't know who that is. He's like a political. He worked for Trump. He was like a political um person for him like <laughs> you don't, don't even up, know <laughs> i don't keep up with the trump so sorry no i'm just kidding so no, he was on he was, he was on dance with the stars okay well <laughs> great for him but um on this cast i honestly don't really know too many people let's see we have monica aldama from cheer carol baskin which i know that's you know a fan favorite <laughs> everybody fucking loves her um we have the bachelor uh caitlin she was on the bachelor Caitlin Brissell. Oh, yeah. We have yeah. Vernon Davis, who's a Super Bowl champion. Obviously, I wouldn't know that. And Hedge, Hench, Hedge, Etche. Um, point is, it's a bunch of nobodies. The people that I know in here are Sky Jackson, um, the music. Yes. Team. We have Nelly, Grammy winning rapper. We have Nev Schulman from Catfish. <gasps> what? We have Charles Oakley, Chriselle Staus from. Uh, Selling Sunset. I watched one episode of that show. It was trash. And Johnny Weir, who was an Olympic, or who is an Olympic figure skater. He's been on, he was on The Mask, I believe, last season. I thought, I could have sworn Johnny Weir was already on Dancing with the Stars, but it must have been somebody else then. I'm terrible. I know the other figure skater, it was Apollo something. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind then. Yikes. <laughs> Long figure skaters, okay? They like, get it together. Um, um, no, I don't know. I'm like, I probably won't watch it. I'll probably just see like tweets from Sky Jack- Jackson. Why? I can't speak today. <laughs> Sky Jackson. And yeah, like, I think that's the only person who's. I think she's the only one that I'm really like familiar with. Everybody else, I'm like, okay, who? And Nelly, I guess, too. But I think a fan favorite, I can already tell you right now because everybody fucking loves her, is the girl from Selling Sunset, Chriselle Strauss, Strauss, whatever. Everybody loves her. Is she, is she the main character on the show or no? I don't know what Selling Sunset, I know it's about realty uh, and realtors in LA, but it's like, I guess everybody loves her because she was married to this guy, Justin Hartley from This Is Us. Have you ever watched that show, This Is Us? No. No, okay. Well, she was married to him, and I guess on the third season, the one that just came out, everybody found out that, I guess, right before he filed for divorce, he just texted her, like, I'm filing for divorce. And apparently, oh everybody God. was like, oh, my God, Chriselle, girl power, we love her. Like, I can't believe Justin would do that for, to her. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I was like, well, if they ended on bad terms, why is he going to, number one, why is he, like, gonna go out of his way yeah if your relationship like, isn't a shitter i'm not gonna be exactly. all kind and gentle and be like you know what we need to have a talk like no bitch fuck exactly you. give me my money and that's that Ugh. and i i don't know i guess everybody was like team Chriselle, and i was like i doubt he gives a fuck i doubt he cares so girl you get your reality tv coin he'll get his uh daytime emmy award-winning coin like it's okay yeah you so both will survive <laughs> it's not that deep um so she'll probably be a fan favorite probably her and like people don't like her carol baskin because they believe she killed her husband right or her i think so something I like really i didn't watch that show that show was for white people Same. and i'm not white so <laughs> next um and surprisingly i didn't mention is they have a new host it's no longer that guy um 
Tom? Tom Bergeron. I'm going to miss it's him. Tyra Banks. And let me tell you, Twitter, the Twitter universe, Twitterverse was not happy. They're like, Tyra Banks needs to stick to top model. She <laughs> needs to stick to feeding her baby. <laughs> that she's no longer with her man. Um, and I was disappointed because it's like, I love Tyra. If you know, anyone who knows me knows that that you woman, like I... She's you like, would well, lay she down your life like exactly if Tyra said jump <laughs> I'd jump and I'm fat so that's hard to do I don't know I'm hey. sad to see that a lot of people don't like her or are not excited <laughs> about her but I'm sure not only is she hosts but she's executive producer so people are saying that this show's gonna go downhill oh, yeah and that she's gonna sear it, it like to the dumps just like she did top model but who knows we'll see I think it was definitely a controversy everybody loved Tom Bergeron I loved him um, I'm excited to see Tyra. Again, my interest is in the pro dancers. I hate some of them. The only one I really like is Sharna. So everything else, I'm just like, oh, okay, people don't like that. Okay. Which then it's like, um, how, I'm like, I see you guys. I see the fans. Y'all are sad and disappointed that this white old male is leaving. <laughs> but the queen, Tyra Banks, who's a, a mogul, a model, a fashionista, a just a a badass bitch, a queen, is coming on the show and y'all are disappointed. Is it because I think people forget. Or is it I think people forget she's a host. Yeah, she, was she a had host her Tyra show. show. Like, if y'all did not see the Tyra show, y'all were not living because that show was everything. But yeah, uh, I, I guess we can move on from that because I'm tired of talking about these crazy people. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but apparently a gender reveal party caused a fire. And this wasn't like your little barbecue fire. This bitch was a blazing, blazing up in this bitch. Um, let me pull out the article because we have some, some large numbers. So according to this some article, tea. it says explosive device used at gender reveal party causes fire and mass evacuations. And I'm like, Denise, is that you? Um, a fire that has destroyed over 7,000 acres and forced the evacuation of 3,000 residents was caused by a smoking generator explosive used at a gender reveal party. And I'm like, let's break this down. Your little firework cracker or your little gun or whatever you decided <laughs> to use for your gender reveal caused a fire causing people to, causing 7,000, was it acres or 7,000 people? Uh, 7,000... 7,000 acres, acres. I'm like... Seven, wait, 73,000 acres. acres. So yeah. that's like... Oof. So how does like, this oh work? Like, are, are people going to sue you? Is the government going to fine you? Do you just get off, like, scotch-free? Like, what happens? Like, what do you do in that situation? How would you react if your house got blazed up because some bitch wanted to do a gender reveal party? Yeah, because there's a difference. I would definitely be fucking pissed. I think I would become a Karen and definitely <laughs> make sure my city, my county, my home association board, whoever the fuck has to find these people, I would find them. I would make sure that they like get like, cause there's a difference between, you know how sometimes um, the fire department will start the fires so that way they're able to help the land and so things regrow. Yeah. And then there's a difference because of the heat, because of dry conditions, like that's why fires will start. But it's like, what the f like because your fucking gender reveal like, you couldn't I don't <laughs> I'm sorry know. I'm laughing but it's horrible I'm not laughing at the you situation I'm the laughing cake. at like exactly like I'm laughing at the whole just like this sad, like reality like imagine being that family being like I just wanted to you exactly. know like, my family know that I'm having a baby girl and now like 
And now look at oh me. God. I think because it was 73,000 acre, acres of land and then 3,000 residents had to evacuate. So it's like, that's so sad. Like if I was one of those 3,000, I would make sure if they weren't fined, I would make sure I would sue them. Obviously, probably in return, that family might sue the company of the firework, the firecracker, whatever they were going to shoot off into the sky. But it's like also, it's 110 degrees. You, if you live in an area with a lot of like um, wood or wood, woodland area or forest area it's like if you know you live in an area like that and it's 110 fucking degrees yeah that's not <laughs> the smartest thing and shoes? i just like further read the article and it says california department of forestry and fire protection states with the dry conditions and critical fire weather it doesn't take much to start a wildfire those oh responsible God. for starting fires due to negligence which in this case <laughs> negligence or illegal activity can be held financially and criminally responsible. So doesn't look too great for this family. Um, oh I mean, like, I wish them the best of luck. Hopefully, you know, all these people, like, 3,000 people. How many, like, how many people were in a high school? Multiply that. Like, how many high schools is this equivalent <laughs> to, like, running I think, for their lives? And there's already so, there was already fires going on in general, too. Um so that just added it's like now you've started another fire like gosh people are stupid people are ridiculous (laughs) i hope those people were able to find homes like to stay in or centers to stay in the people who had to get evacuated it's scary i'm not yeah like you said i'm not laughing at the at the people who are being evacuated i'm laughing at the fact that these people are fucking stupid and set off a firecracker or whatever the fuck just to show that they were having a boy or a girl I'm sorry that's so sad which is uh, ridiculous moving on people already think that gender reveal parties are like (laughs) are dumb they're already like something else how would you even say like they're not triggering they're like they're just I don't know to me personally I think they're a waste of time waste of money you're already gonna have a baby shower later on why don't you just reveal the gender in a cute video or a cute post like I'm having a girl I'm having a boy Uh, my issue's not with like I know people argue like, why would you have a gender reveal and pick and make your child like already succumb to gender stereotypes? I'm like, no, my issue with gender reveals is just that like, you don't really need to have one. What am I gonna take to your gender reveal? Gender neutral clothing for your for you to cut into a cake to tell me if you're gonna have a boy or a girl. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole mess. But you know what doesn't <laughs> focus on gender is COVID because COVID doesn't give a fuck <laughs> if you're a girl, guy, non-binary rich poor poor, white black mexican yeah they don't care we were talking about the coronavirus we were saying that you know it doesn't discriminate and it doesn't it'll pick whoever the fuck it wants um but i bring it up because according to cnn cdc documents say states should prepare to distribute covid19 vaccines as soon as late october which i read it thoroughly and it said that let me see. It said someone important. The CDC director, Dr. Robert Redfield, said it's simple preparedness. Right now, I will say we're preparing earnestly for what I an- anticipate will be reality, that there will be one or more vaccines available for us in November, December, and we have to figure out how to make sure they're distributed in a fair and equitable is, is, am I reading that correctly? way yes. across the country. <laughs> meaning they're like wanting to focus on people who actually need it and deserve it. Exactly. But um, what are your thoughts? Like, are you excited about this? Like, what does this mean for you? Does this okay? Like- I'm, I'm excited for a vaccine because that means 
even though things won't go back to normal normal like everybody thinks we're gonna go back to having coachella but it's like i think it will definitely help um things open up more and people can finally guilt-free can go to vegas <laughs> but vaccines vaccines scare me just because i feel like medically what like medical wise it's like a lot can go wrong and i so like I think I told you this off air. I'm going to wait for people to get tested first, like be the volunteers. We'll look at side effects. And then maybe, you know, six months down the line, I'll get the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's it's a scary thought to think like, what are the side effects? What if it doesn't work and it worsens exactly. it? I wouldn't want to be that person who's like, I want to be free, free from home. Let yeah. Get the vaccine. And then a couple months later, y'all are like at my funeral. I don't know. That I think they should dark real quick, but it's scary. I don't yeah, know. That did go dark. Um, I think they should test it on a people who maybe have had COVID already. Um, B they should test it on. Well, that sounds really bad that I'm saying they should test it on. Obviously, people are going to volunteer for this these tests, <laughs> but it's um like they should definitely test it on people who have had COVID already. I think people who are okay going out to the to on their lake trips and everything and having their big parties they should definitely be the first to line up yeah y'all want to be outside volunteer. go get tested bitch i want you to go, go get, get go tested be. for other things too and moving on y'all are clowns um yes so i think people who are traveling and everything recently an american tiktok star i don't know if she's an internet if she also has youtube charlie jordan um some of you may know her um I've heard she's Tana Mojo's roommate, so if you're a Tana Mojo fan, she um, she traveled to Rwanda, which is in Africa, and she had COVID three months ago, and now she's tested positive again for COVID while in Africa, and the African government does not play around. They, If someone tests positive, they will isolate them from the community, put them, I think, in a hotel room, a hospital room, anything. Um, until this person tests negative. So that way, you know, all their resources are being used to help have low numbers. People ask, why do African countries have such low COVID numbers? It's because their government is actually being proactive in helping trying the numbers to, exactly. sit down. Trying, Which, so, what does this no, mean for this young lady? What does this mean <laughs> for the fabulous uh, Charlie Jordan? She was isolated. She's being you know, kept away from everybody. Unfortunately, she's not able to have her medical marijuana given to her to help with her anxiety. And she made a TikTok video about it, about how she's been taken away from her friends. And to me, it's number one, honey, you traveled to Africa where their government's not gonna deal with it like your US government. They're actually going to try and help you test negative. They're gonna give you supplements to test negative. They're gonna for the make record, sure- Sorry to cut you off. For the record, no. I know she just stated um, that she doesn't have her medical marijuana. We're not shaming you, do you boo? Oh, uh, exactly. You should probably, you probably should have thought about, you know, traveling to Africa. You should, like you're crying now that you don't have your medical, medical marijuana, but you probably should have thought about that before you started traveling. So yes. there's that. So, Continue. Rwanda's Minister of Health um, says that they have three treatment centers where they isolate, isolate people who have tested positive for COVID. So he says, the Rwanda Minister of Health, he says that they cannot ensure 
connection with friends. So obviously I think the backlash with Charlie Jordan's video, I don't, people were saying that, I don't know if you expect sympathy from us because it's like you chose to travel outside of the United States and you then chose to like expose the citizens of that country to your to your disease and i she guess she tried selfish. to she was being selfish she was. and considered it's another bitch has to suffer and she has to deal with consequences no one's wishing death upon her but exactly time, it's like okay now that since you're isolated and you are away from it uh your guess, friends and family you should probably think about use that time think about what you've done <laughs> i guess people were also telling her if you have already tested positive before why did you travel and she said she was told by two different american doctors that she would not get COVID again and i'm like well obviously those doctors are wrong people are testing positive again and it's like if you already tested positive why wouldn't you make sure that you're extra careful because you know you're more susceptible to the disease i'm like i don't know people lack common sense and maybe it's because you know she's an internet star i've never heard of her personally but maybe because she's an internet yeah, star I don't know she who thought, this bitch is. i'm sorry she thought that she would i don't know be exempt from this disease and like you said covid doesn't discriminate just like stupidity doesn't discriminate exactly and watch this uh, i don't even want to think this way but i know how white people are watch this somehow be like watch this story uh play out that now she's gonna try and sue the two doctors who told her that she wasn't able to get it oh twice. god honestly like i have it in document like in writing that they said this and they're doctors and they should know what they're doing exactly oh my god she's i think it also people maybe fans of her people uh who watch her are gonna be like well i don't think the rwanda government should be treating her that way like not letting her talk to friends and it's like well they're trying to make sure that their communities their people don't get covid what like why do you think places like new zealand and africa and fucking fiji like they have low numbers because they're being proactive about it sorry that you gotta get isolated but it's like you chose to travel outside of the united states so sorry oh, honey um good luck to stupid. charlie jordan um you're a clown <laughs> and i hope you enjoy the clownery in your room when you're isolated just in general internet sensations um and now moving on to my next topic which is like the new rise is tiktok stars tiktok trends and it's like um this past week today specifically um which is labor day when you're hearing this it's already Past, but <laughs> it's already Wednesday. We're coming it's already Wednesday. Past. <laughs> but um, hopefully TikTok has already actively, by the time you hear this, done something to take down this um, horrible video. But apparently today on TikTok, there was a video circulating of a man um, killing himself and uh, people are inserting that same video into like their own videos, like for a shock factor. So TikTok is currently trying to take down that video, take down anything that would have to do with that topic video. But honestly, TikTok always, the TikTok creators, TikTok app, they always have this thing where it's like they feed off of this controversy. And there has been videos in the past where it hasn't been someone killing themselves, but it's like, do something about it. Have some user safety. Do you get me? Yeah, and just to be clear, so people will, let's say, because I know there's a lot of, like, DIYs or whatever, or, like, instructional videos yeah. on TikTok, it'll start off as a normal vid, and you think you're going to mm -hmm. learn how to make mango margaritas, and then before yeah. you know it, they'll insert the clip. 
exactly. like she said for shock value and to me when she first told me this she told me um off air it made me like I, I I was shook I was like it made me nervous it made me anxious like for you to like really sit down and think about that like they're inserting mm-hmm. and I know people are saying that this video is fake or people are not they're saying it's not they're not sure mm-hmm. if it's real or not but obviously I'm not on TikTok I don't know I haven't seen it but it's scary because anyone can watch this video like every person is on TikTok of all ages and just imagine your younger sibling who's like five is on TikTok and they see that like that could be very mm-hmm. like not only triggering but that's traumatizing and like you said the TikTok creators um need to do better as far as like knowing what's on their app and like not just saying oh we're gonna try and fix this like actually do something about it because it's funny because I see ads like on Hulu like when I'm watching TV it'll be like TikTok or on YouTube I'll see ads everywhere about TikTok and they're like learn how to do things Mm -hmm. I did this on TikTok and it's like the the app is so great wonderful positive but it's like um you already had the controversy with uh not being people users not being able to see Black Lives Matter um, yeah. tag uh, post and now this it's like at what point do you like who's on top of this who's a president like I don't get it yeah who is in your corporate office like allowing this to happen because TikTok is much different than other apps where obviously you curate your own for you page on TikTok but it's much different than YouTube or Instagram where you're seeing the things you want to see like on my for you page I could have talked about everything that i'm interested in like harry potter fucking reality shows those videos can pop up but it takes one video to pop up that doesn't have to do with anything that i've actively engaged with on tiktok and that video can pop up that um video of the man killing himself it's like it could pop up on anybody's for you page so tiktok needs to have a little bit of not censorship because that's where it gets tricky but it's like you should be able to actively work on your app where you're taking things like this down. So, I don't know, maybe TikTok isn't going to bounce back from this or bounce back from having so many controversies. Do you get me? I, I think that way. I also think that way. But then I also think let's look at other things that bounce back after dramatic True. things. So, I don't know if you're on TikTok, be careful. I would just mm-hmm. say, and I'm not going to tell you get off TikTok because I've already tried that. I already <laughs> tweeted TikTok is trash. I tweeted this and that and y'all love it. So do you, uh, but be aware of what's happening on the app because like I said, it's scary and triggering. I think um, another controversial thing that happened this week on TikTok, maybe you guys saw it on your for you pages or not, but there was another trend and it was about how you would have the chubby cheek filter. I'm not sure exactly what the filter is called, but people would put it on themselves and then immediately take it off to show like, obviously that they weren't chubby or fat. And they'd be like, oh, I'm so glad I don't look that way. And I feel like, again, this can pop up on young girls' pages, young boys' pages, and cause them to have so many body issues. I feel like, again, TikTok needs to take like an active user engagement, like, route and like make sure that damaging videos like this to people's mental health people's um triggers people's body dysmorphia issues body issues anything like that like they got to make sure that videos like this are being taken down trends like this are actively being pushed out do you get me so it's like yeah just imagine instagram can do this facebook can do this it's like why can't you do this just imagine everyone who's on that 
who happens to use it and like just imagine oh, the impression. think about the impression that it leaves on people and that it mm-hmm. basically is like pushing the idea of that like oh if i look a certain way like that's not good yeah it's just there's I don't it's it. like while i love seeing people create things on there like cooking videos or anything it's like there's a lot of damaging damaging things like on top of that there was also like a trend where it's like people would talk about what they ate in a day and it'd be like this is how i lost this many pounds and then it'd be like showing pictures of i just chewed gum and drank iced coffee and i was like you're pushing like eating disorders on young girls young boys it's like i know a lot of millennials are on there a lot of over 20 25s and everything but it's like at the end of the day this app is for teenagers this app is for children as well so it's like you're pushing these ideas on them and TikTok's just got to do better. Got like the, whoever is at their corporate office has got to make sure that user safety is in place. If YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all of them can do it, TikTok can do it as well. So I think we can move on from this, turn the page, but it just be active, <laughs> active about what you're looking at and engaging with, you know? Exactly. I wanted to bring the story up because it involves black lives and black excellence. So Byron Scott, who, if you didn't know, was they was the head coach for the Los Angeles Lakers from 2014 to 2016 and the head coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers from 2010 to 2013. Obviously, I googled this because bitch, I don't watch sports. But um, recently, (laughs) he gave an interview where he says that he wishes that players were more proactive about including black men. He says that he wishes people um, were advocating for black coaches like Kobe did for him, rest in peace. Um, mm-hmm. He basically said in the article that he says, so he says, we don't get the, we don't get those jobs where there's built-in superstardom guys on the roster right away. We get the kind of jobs where you have to make something out of nothing. And when you don't, or you're not able to do it, they'll say, well, we gave them, uh, we gave them an opportunity, which I want to talk about it because again, if um, I've said this in the past where I feel like um, people of color are not given opportunities. They have to kind of create jobs and create, like if you're on TV, you got to create um, a star role for you to like, you're, you got to create a role for yourself because somebody out there isn't giving you the opportunity at the time of day to do it. And it sucks because it's mm-hmm. like, you see it clearly, it, it's all like, it ranges from jobs and careers. This You see this in like television. You see this now in, um, in the ath- uh, athletic worlds and sports. And it, it just, I don't know, I don't fathom, I can't fathom how, like, why people just get more opportunities because that's what, I guess, people are used to seeing on TV. Yeah. Ugh, just can't. I think I've, co- I've gotten to a point where it's, like, when explaining to non-Black people about why there should be more opportunities and you know, we should take into consideration um, how the system actively works against any system and like in entertainment and education, anything, how the system works actively against black people. It's like, I think I'm past the point of trying to explain to people because it's like black people have been saying, they put it in writing, they can show you so many ways why opportunity is not there for them. And still people would be like, but why don't you just do something about it and it's like well they are but you guys continuously like don't do anything to watch these movies or watch these shows because it's like they're not 
catered to you apparently it's like why do you only have to watch a black movie if the black love interest has a white love interest or do you get me like yeah, it's funny how black white, shows, white people don't see the issues that are happening because it's not you. you know including them or it doesn't have to it doesn't revolve around them it's like wait that's happening that's going on i never noticed it's like yeah because you're like, the issue <laughs> um i think of i don't know if you've ever watched the show blackish I have, have you not, heard of it? But I know. Okay, so. Um, isn't that the show with Tracy Ellis Ross? Yes. So, Blackish. Blackish, Grownish, Mixedish, all those shows created by Kenya Barris. And, you know, I was, I am a fan of his shows. And he had a show on Netflix called um, Hashtag Black AF. So, I liked it and I like his shows. But I do know when I went into the hashtags about his shows, Black people don't like his shows because they're for a white audience. Do you get me? Yeah. So like, they're not made, his shows aren't made for black people. They're made for white people to like them. And I, it just bothers me that like, why do black creators and non-black people of color, why do they have to like always make shows that aren't for their specific audience? It's like, why can't they make shows for their own people without white people having to be like, but I can't see myself in it or I can't relate. It's like, well, honey, you've got years and years of media to relate to. Why can't you just let me relate to this show about a Latinx family in LA or something? I don't know, like, why can't you, you know, just- You know what I think it comes down <laughs> to is they probably feel the people who are fortunate enough to create shows and to create movies um, revolving around black because you're saying that they're creating people are upset because they're creating shows that cater to white people correct yeah maybe they feel that that's the only thing that will get watched exactly that's like, yeah it all revolves around money and they're thinking well if i make a show that you know shows the black excellence and the black experience mm-hmm. it's not going to get watched and then so it sucks that that may be the reality of it because it's like oh, come on guys well because i think of um the show Fresh Off the Boat, again, another ABC show. That first season, I really liked it because even though I'm not Asian, I thought it was funny and I thought it was, like, good. And then afterwards, I found out that just like with the Black community, the Asian community some sometimes, and I'm not speaking for, the, like, the Asian community. I'm speaking, like, from what I saw. I saw that um, just like with Blackish and Mixedish and Grownish, with Fresh Off the Boat, the Asian community felt like the writers on that show too were catering to the white audience. And it was like, oh, like that sucks that like you can't even have a show for yourself because the creators in that show who want to make it for their communities, for their people, they can't even do that because again, it all comes down to money and it all comes down to if you don't do it the way we want you to and cater to all audiences instead of just Black, Asians, uh, Latinx, communities it's like we're not going to publicize your show we're not gonna uh have you guys trending on twitter we're not gonna have it like do you get me so again it all comes down to like money it all comes down so you have to advocate for yourself like how um um what was his name the the coach byron Byron scott Scott. yeah so it's like you have to advocate for yourselves (sighs) even though it's gonna cost even though it's going to cost you opportunities, it's like you still have to advocate for yourself because at one point, whether it be years down the line, you're going to finally get that opportunity that lets you get that foot in the door. And unfortunately it sucks because white people can like literally blink and it's like, here's a million dollars. 
go ahead. But it's like black people and non non-black people of color have to like fly an airplane to just even get two steps behind what a white person did. Do you get me? I know I it like it's a circle that I just went through, but it's like No, it it you <laughs> said what I couldn't say. I'm not great with words, so everything you said, I approve. I approve the sausage. <laughs> I think that's it for our stories. We're gonna go ahead and to we're gonna go ahead and transition to everyone's favorite part of the episode where we do our real house size recap. Yay. Okay. Yay, more so white women. Off, <laughs> more white women. So we're gonna start off with Beverly Hills. It was their first part of a three-part reunion. Um, so we start off, you know, they're showing tech rehearsal. There was a lot of controversy with um, Kyle's hands, which did scare me, to be honest, um, because my mom always says that your hands will show your age. And immediately when I saw that, I put lotion on. So she claimed and said it was fake. <laughs> let's let's put that out there. She claimed and said that. No. Anyone who knows me knows that those are not my hands. But it's like, girl, they're colored like, hands. I was like, girl, then whose hands are they? Because why is somebody during this pandemic touching your face like that? <laughs> so anyway, they did, <laughs> they did tech rehearsal. Um, you could tell it was very awkward. And then you go on to the actual reunion part. Andy welcomes the ladies. They're all wearing fabulous dresses, even though they're at home. I would have been in my fucking pajamas. <laughs> but they're all, at, they're all at home. Dory sparks controversy with her geometric hairstyle. I thought she was my favorite look of the night. Garcelle was a modern flapper. She looked fabulous. Teddy, I don't know what the, I was just like, bitch, honestly, you could not be there and I'd be okay. <laughs> um, Rina, I don't know what the fuck she was wearing. She was wearing her Joan wig. She said her Joan wig. And I was like, okay, girl, we get it. You name your wigs. You're creepy, but okay. Erica, I loved her entire look. She reminded me of that picture of Miley Cyrus where she's just like looking at you with her eyes. And I was just like, oh, I'm very, I'm very um put off by this. Erica, stop looking through the camera, please, directly at the camera. Stop. Um, Kyle was giving us Elvira vibes. Andy said, Was your inspiration the show Dynasty? And I was like, No, her inspiration was Elvira. And I'm living for it. I know you said you like that that look. So yeah, um, my sister was like, I think she finally found her look, her signature look. And I was like, oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I do kind of like it. Her little poop. So um, like I said, Dorit was my favorite of the night. Um, oh, Denise. Denise was giving me Barbie vibes with her she little pop pink dress. Simple, basic, Forever 21 pink dress. Uh, she just... was like, oh, she's going to homecoming. So um we start off, I love that Andy starts off with uh, Garcelle, you know, um, uh, highlighting her and her first season. Um, this is where it gets a little tricky. So after we see Garcelle's highlight, we then go into how um, Andy talks to Garcelle about how she kind of had it out for Kyle this season, which personally, I don't think she had it out for Kyle. I think she was just making observations on all the ladies. And that was just her observation on Kyle about how she felt Kyle didn't really vibe with her. She was unwelcoming. She glazed over her. I didn't like that Garcelle apologized for her comment that she made on Watch What Happens Live about how Kyle was the most unwelcoming. I think she just felt like she needed to say it because she felt like the other ladies were going to be like, apologize, apologize, apologize. I don't know. What do you think before I move yeah, on? Yeah, probably. She probably was like, if I don't say it now, not only Kyle, but her little minions are going to come after me. And she kind of was probably thinking, let me just get it over with and move on because I don't want to deal with them, which <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess she was right. So I think their whole issue just stems from Kyle has a tendency to be a bulldozer and 
like you and I speak over people. So it's, it, it's not a bad thing that Kyle's like that, but I think every time Garcelle brought it up, Kyle had to like kind of shoot her down. Anytime anybody brings it up, Kyle has to shoot them down. So then Kyle goes into like, um, kind of out of left field. She was like, I don't know why you don't like me. Um, blah, 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 blah. If at my charity, you didn't even pay. And yeah, that Garcelle shit came out of fucking nowhere. And I think it just it boils down to the fact that because she's an OG and because she swears exactly. she's the glue that holds the group together, she feels, I don't know, entitled or threatened. It was exactly. just a mess. It's like, shut the fuck up for two seconds because you're always talking. Shout out to the editors who showed mm-hmm. every single part, every single time she just interrupted someone and <laughs> for two seconds, I love that shut part. up. I think um, it was very rude of her and I'm, it was very rude of her to bring it up right there. It was like, you say you never had time to talk to her, but it's like, you guys saw each other on camera. How many times after your charity event? You guys, you can't shoot her an email. Garcelle was very much like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, why would you even bring that up? Like, I doubt Garcelle even knew that this was an issue. It, she immediately brought it up after that she had emailed her business manager to make sure that that money goes through because I don't know. Yeah, it was very tacky. Maybe Kyle like- thought... It, it was tacky. It was tacky just, for I was her like, to be girl, like, she didn't pay. You want to talk about honest yeah. and dishonesty? You're the one who didn't yes. pay. It's like, really? Her whole, tacky bitch. Her whole excuse about how you have to be honest on camera, I was like, girl, shut up and move on, like, move on from Garcelle. Obviously, Garcelle is at a different level than you. She was just making observations. Obviously, she hit a nerve. And apparently, we know not to hit that nerve again. I think she wanted to humiliate Garcelle. Um, with the accusation that she didn't pay. I think it's stupid. Anyways, Andy goes on and he brought up the question that we wanted him to bring up about how, first he brings up how she felt as the first black woman, which after 10 seasons, I was like, the first black woman. She should have been like the second, the yeah, third. Yeah, I'm but like, anyway. um, <laughs> Beverly Hills is not just full of white people. I mean, come I'm on. Like, <laughs> anyways, no, I was like, you guys shouldn't be bragging about that milestone. It's been 10 years. You should exactly. be bragging about other milestones. So I thought it was nice that he brought up the question, though, about how um, how he felt like maybe the girls didn't come at her certain ways because she um, Black social media was going to come after them. And Garcelle, I liked her answer. She was just like, yeah, I felt like, you know, the ladies could have come at me multiple times and yet it's like they didn't. It's funny because they would never tell her to her face, but in confessionals, I you and I both saw. Maybe she didn't feel like they came at her because they never came at her in person when they were face to face. But exactly. in the confessionals, no one ever had a problem, you know, talking their shit. And I wouldn't have, personally, as a viewer, I wouldn't have an issue if they were to come at Garcelle anyway. I think uh, um, obviously the way Kyle came at her was because of a reason completely unrelated to, to anything. I think if I was if they Garcelle, were... I would have been like, bitch, okay, maybe the $5,000 didn't go through for whatever reason. I'm going to give you 20000 We know Garcelle exactly. has that money. It's like you tacky exactly. bitch. You know damn well Garcelle can give as much money as you fucking need or the charity needs. It was it was just it tasteless. It was like, who won the philanthro- uh, uh, philanthropic award? Garcelle, not you. So anyway, um, I think it brought up a good question about how I felt the entire season. Like, I think these ladies, low key, they're afraid of being called racist. And it's like, you're not racist if you, like, you don't have to bring up the fact that you have black friends. Like, people don't really care. Like, just, 
you can come at Garcelle any way that you want as long as you don't bring up race in it. It's like, yeah, I, I saw Kyle they themselves out of, out of all the women. I don't know if you saw Kyle, like she was shaking in her boots when Andy asked she that. Was. And she was like, she kind of like felt the need to talk. I feel like it was like bothering her. She was like, no, if I, yes. if I had an issue, I, mm-hmm. I would have told you something. You know that. And Garcelle was I just think, like, okay, I appreciate that. I'm telling you, I think her answer was a cop out. Um, these ladies were very clearly uncomfortable when um, she was talking about race. Uh, and I don't know if it stems from them being white, rich women, or maybe they're just uncomfortable with Garcelle's confidence as a newbie. I'm, I'm not really sure. I was just like, you guys all look very uncomfortable. I like that the camera showed each of their reactions because I was like, it's good to know who your friends are, Garcelle, and who's not. I and was then, like, I was just Andy, looking at Dory. And Dory was just <laughs> smiling. You like, yeah. Dory? Love it. Dory Love looked it. like she like genuinely... Dory reminded me of me. She's an active listener. So I was just like, she's the only one who doesn't look as uncomfortable as these other ladies. Like these other ladies look like they're about to be called out for like saying the N word or something. Like that's how scared they look. Or was that just me? No, definitely. And then speaking of their scared looks, I like how um, Garcelle mentioned, yeah, um, I knew this was going to happen. I knew you were going to become vile and come for me. Somebody on the (gasps) cast actually let me know that you were going to do that. And then Andy was like, do you want to tell us who? And it kind of just shows like, everyone. No. And then I know for a fact, or that's like, I'm, my hunch tells me that it was Dorit or, cause I don't think Denise would like tell her. I feel like Denise would say that on camera. She doesn't give any fucks. Yeah. I feel like it might've been Dorit and she's like, girl, watch out. This bitch is vile. I don't know. No, you know, before I move on to Andy's next question, you know who I think it is? Rinna. My money's on Rinna because Rinna's okay, a two-faced yeah, bitch. I saw Twitter was saying that. And then she did kind of look like, Rinna's two-faced. You know she totally would. So uh, my money's on Rinna. Then Andy uh, brought up another good question, which we both wanted him to bring up, about how she's been dealing with Black Lives Matter. And then he brought it up to the, the rest of the ladies. What have you guys been talking about? And I loved how, again, Kyle had to, like, give her two cents about how she's doing her part as a white woman to talk to her children. And I was just like, girl. Yeah, I liked how Garcelle talked about how she wants to teach her um, young Black men, or her children, that they're different and that yeah. they could be persecuted for that and they could be, like, judged for that. And then my brother said something like, because I know Kyle's... I said something like, oh, like, her kids... So my younger brother doesn't really watch uh, the show. She was like, oh, her kids mm-hmm. are biracial. I'm like, yeah, and they showed the picture of her, her ex-husband who was white. And then I said, it's funny because Kyle's children are actually biracial. And then he was like, they yeah. are. And I was like, well, yeah, like she's white and her husband's Mexican. Well, then, not biracial. Like, like Mauricio's definitely a white Latino, but anyway. Yeah, that, that's what I was like. <laughs> uh, no, 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 they're not, it's not, they're not equivalent. But um, <laughs> I thought like, I wonder if, I was going to say, I wonder if Kyle has have ever had to, like, have conversations about, like, oh, you're Mexican. Yeah. But it's, like you said, they're white. Like, come on now. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I think also um, her other daughter that she doesn't have with Mauricio, her dad is, um, I think I would have to look into it. But I think he's not entirely, like, white, white. I think he's, like, Middle Eastern as well. But I have to, like, look into it. But I'm just oh, like, enough girl. About, enough about Kyle. <laughs> So um, I like that he brought up that question to the other ladies. They were very uncomfortable, again, when she was talking about it. Um, even when she was talking about her, her um, situation with the, with the policeman a couple of weeks prior, like the ladies were like, oh my gosh. But then I like that um, Andy brought in Erica because Erica's son is a police officer. And Erica, 
I, I do have my issues with her, but I like that she didn't make it about herself. Like she didn't say, yeah, my husband, my, my son's a cop, blah, blah, blah. I like how she just kind of like, she just kind of left it at that. Like, I think we have to look at it as like an institutional thing and individually as well, um, because, you know, the black community is suffering instead of, you know, even though I do honestly think she's blue lives matter because her son, uh, no, but I liked her answer. Yeah. I liked her answer and I liked that Garcelle, you know, said I reached out to her and then Erica was like, yeah, she's the only one who's reached out to me. And well, these ladies- For the record, often, she said she was the first one. Oh, T, she was the first one. Out, out um, but no, and you definitely could, I could see that from her. It wouldn't shock me if she was all about cops, cops matter, mm-hmm. cops is. Yeah. Because I mean, we saw her reaction in what, uh, two seasons ago when they like brought Tokyo, up her son. Like Tokyo, right? And she got triggered and was like, you don't know what my son does. You don't know what, it's like, oh, T. relax. No one was criticizing yes. or judging your son. Relax. She's too much. But I, I thought, I was like, notice how Erica didn't make it about her son. Um, Kyle? No, I don't <laughs> buy it. Her response seemed very pageant, very rehearsed, yes. very, um, um, my people wrote this statement for me. My sister brought up a good, um, she brought up a good point. She was like, why does it sound like Kyle and maybe even some of them, why does it sound like they got the answers that or the questions that Andy was going to ask beforehand because their their answers don't seem like as if they're coming up with them on the fly like as if you and I were talking right now and sometimes we do um, have things we want to say and we plan them out but at the same time sometimes a lot of our shit is just shit we're saying like right there yeah it was was very like it was not scripted but yeah I could tell that they and I didn't really notice it until you brought it up right now. And it was probably, that was probably the case. They probably know that these women are dumb as fuck and that they probably yeah. say something, like they're going to slip up and say something racist or controversial. Yes. And they don't want that because then who gets dragged down? The network and Andy yeah. and everyone who runs the show. So they didn't want to do that. So they're like, let me just give yeah. you the questions at the time. So you don't have to fuck be asked. Especially because the Bravo's been going through a lot of shit lately with um, racist cast members and shit. So, and their Bravo's trying to actively seem like they're doing something like with their black cast members and their white cast members to make it seem like it's a whole um, discussion that they're having. So, they were most likely given these answers or these questions. And then we move on from a Garcelle, which I felt like I was just like, oh, she was in the hot seat too much. Move away from her. So we move on to Sutton and. With so much that happened this season, I totally forgot about the first point that they brought up with Sutton, the issue between her and Dorit that no, happened. I was thinking about that the entire really? season. Really? I, totally I was like, let them forgot about that. Let them. I'm going to freak the fuck out. I was waiting for that moment. And I was and like, I think, okay, I love Dorit, but she was, you know, overreacting and exaggerating. She was. And I think the thing I like about Sutton Gar- and Garcelle, and they were such a breath of fresh air for me, was because they aren't afraid to, like, call these ladies out on the fact that they that they do these in seasons but they've done this in seasons before where they just like they just like blow something out of nothing and then they try to like run away and they so i like, that sutton, like that's not what i meant yes. like it's i'm sorry let's move on yes so i like that sutton kept telling dory like like i understand that you're apologizing now but i need to know why you thought that that was okay and dory tried to like say oh no 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 like you know i'm telling you right now that what i wanted to do with and sutton was like no yeah, you she got very defensive. She got very like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm telling you now, I'm so, sorry. But it's like, no, girl, you were talking that shit. Back it up. I think Sutton just wanted Dory to say, hey, I did it for the cameras. You know, it's like Sutton just wanted Dory to fess up. And I like that Sutton didn't let her 
like breathe like i like that sign was just like pressing on her like, like yeah, yeah, i stand dory but in that moment she was she was on <laughs> yes. she was like looking left right she's like okay andy next question and for and the record, so then, i'm uh, gonna use that uh sound bite um from now on i'm gonna freak the fuck out because it's so excellent <laughs> dory get it together <laughs> um another thing was um i I like that then he moved on to the Teddy and Sutton situation where he was just like, Teddy, you say you want direct, honest friends, but then you run away and cry when Sutton is direct and honest with you. And I was just like, exactly. This bitch like wants people to like, like her so much, but then she turns around and she gets upset when they finally like tell her, I thought you were a little boring. And I understand that the pregnant comment is what got to Teddy about how, oh, you're boring. And oh, on top of that, you're pregnant. Um, because I know that she's had issues getting pregnant in the past, but Sutton, unlike these other women, she like said it point blank. She was like, my issue, um, I would never like, I would never try to take away the fact that you were pregnant from you. My thing was, I was just trying to joke like that because that's what me and my friends do. And you guys wanted direct, honest, um, first impressions for me and I tried to give it to you and you just kind of left and she was like and I apologize and then Teddy was trying to like seem like she was cool about it but which for the record I know for a fact it was the boring comment that triggered her I'm sure she's on Twitter on Instagram and she knows the fans (laughs) don't like her and that's their go-to to call I mean exactly I'm I'm guilty of it too and being like the bitch is boring and it is what it is sorry (sighs) I think someone summed it up perfectly before I move on they were just like, no matter how controversial a housewife is, Teddy doesn't have quotable lines. She doesn't have an iconic moment. Like, I can't, in her past three seasons, I, can, I can't say anything that she's ever said. Like, with Kyle, I can say, you're such a fucking liar, Camille. But you're with such Teddy, a fucking like, liar, Camille. Like, come on. And what is Teddy, hers? Like, what is hers? What does she have going forward? Her pink hair is what she has going for her. Gosh, I I can't with her. But I like Teddy's thing where she's like, don't let my small disdain, disdain for you and your outfits uh, take away from our friendship. And I was like, I'm going to be using that from now on. Don't let my small disdain for you nice. <laughs> take away from our friendship. So then um, we move on to what I believe is probably going to be the next two fucking episodes as well. Um, Denise's highlight where... <sighs> They talk about how she was one way last season and this season she was definitely a different way. Um, this episode, they only they didn't talk about any Brandy Denise issues. They only talked about the iconic <laughs> threesome issue that they were having where, you know, the kids were eating at a dinner. I doubt teenagers give a fuck that you're talking about sex. Um, I think Denise cares I don't know how to word this. I think Denise, the way she was in her first season where she was talking about sex and she was talking about big penises and she was talking about happy endings, I think that came back to bite her in the ass by A, maybe kids at her daughter's high school who watched the show brought it up to her daughters and her daughters were probably embarrassed. B, someone from Charlie Sheen's camp probably reached out to her and said, how could you... Um, you might not be a good mother because of this, or see, Eloise is adopted, correct? Yes. Okay, maybe see someone from the adoption agency said that that is no way for you to be behaving on camera or something. 
I don't know, maybe something happened to her between her first season and her second season where she felt like, you know, she can't be talking about sex the way that she was before. And most definitely, they shouldn't be talking about sex like that in front of her children and her children's friends. Because while Denise doesn't give a fuck, the children's friends' parents might give a fuck. It's Beverly Hills. It's rich people who um, will make something out of nothing. So she probably didn't want that to get back. And I think she had a right she had a right opinion about it. Like, don't talk about it in front of my kids. And then the ladies, of course, had to go up and beyond. This is where Rena gets into, you're gaslighting, you're gaslighting. 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 <laughs> word of the day is <laughs> gaslighting. That shit pissed me <laughs> she... off. It pissed me off how they just all got on their high horse and they made it about not even, I don't even think their issue is the fact that they think Denise is being fake. They, their issue is yeah. the fact that they think they're, made, made, they're being made out to be mean girls. And I was obviously on Denise's side. Like, if she's telling you my issue is you guys talking about certain topics around the dinner table when my kids are nearby, then that's the issue. Believe it. Take it for what she's saying. And don't, like, they're bitches about it. They're like, no. Yeah. You're trying to make us look bad. I think uh, the entire conversation is ridiculous. I think that I love when they talk about sex. I love when they do that. That's, like, my favorite part of some episodes. But it's like... Not in front of your, not in front of teenagers who will run with what you say and like, bitch, like just have some common sense. Have some Denise, like any sane mother, is going to ask you to refrain from talking about this because there's children and teenagers around, and then they're acting like she's mom shaming them. They're acting like she's like sex shaming. It's like she's not doing anything of that. She had the children present because it's her fucking home. She's not asking you guys to censor yourself. She's just asking you guys to, for a second, when husbands and children are there, just don't talk about it. So I don't know why you have to get offended. Maybe you're offended because you yourself may not feel like a good mother, but nowhere is she saying that you're not a good mother. And I thought it was very ridiculous that Erica tried to defend her comment about how teenagers have threesomes that which to me irritated me oh my god to me it's creepy to me it's creepy even if you weren't talking about denise's daughters having threesomes why the fuck are you saying that in general who gives like why is that going to justify what you said because she's just asking you to stop talking about threesomes nowhere is she saying that she singled you out she denise what bothered me also was that denise wasn't standing up for herself she was letting these bitches interrupt her she was letting these bitches um overpower her her point her statement i was just like yeah they'd be like they'd be like denise how did you feel about um lisa renna coming at you and she'd be like oh well i just thought and then lisa gaslighting gas like shouting at the camera and she's just sitting there like lisa can can i speak and i think i think she's over i think we may not see next season i think she's fucking over these women and she feel like she feels like i don't want to probably she's probably thinking i don't want to stoop to these bitches level and i'm not even going to give them that time of day so it's like i guess you know she's being smart about it but just because we're different we don't let bitches like walk all over us so we're inclined to like shut them down and go off but she's not like that I think their whole issue, too, is that they think that Denise is making them out to be some sort of way to the viewers. And to me, it's like, don't blame Denise. Don't blame any other person. To None of them are to blame for the way viewers react to someone else. Do you get me? I think, yes, if a certain cast member or certain cast members are getting death threats, then the fans of that 
that cast member should, uh, or that cast member whose fans are doing that, sending the death threats, should speak out and say, hey, don't send death threats. But obviously at the end of the day, it's not anyone's responsibility or like, it's not anyone's responsibility or fault that their viewers, their fans may be in someone else's comments. Like, I didn't like the way you treated so-and-so. Do you get me? Like, I think they think that Denise paints herself a certain way but if you ask any viewer denise didn't get a good edit this season yeah i noticed that towards the the end of the episode they kind of asked or kind of like referred to the audience and the fans and they said well the fans like for example with the sign thing fans liked that you were a fresh of breath air fans also didn't like how you were Mm -hmm. too honest and then they said fans thought you guys are the mean girls fans and it's like they're not in control like you're only in control of what you say and the yeah. fans like you do you can't blame another cast member for how fans view you that's on you maybe you should try to change the way exactly. you're acting or just simply not give a fuck because we've seen it in other shows like Real Houses of Atlanta where Kenya she's a horrible person I have no issue saying she's a but horrible she person care. but she doesn't give a fuck so it's either don't give a fuck because you're still gonna get that fucking paycheck yeah. or change the way you're being if you really care that much exactly i think i don't know i was like no matter how good of an edit you get people still see right through you and i'm speaking specifically about lisa rinna it's like people still see that you're like a disgusting person yeah so. nobody likes her 90 percent of the fandom does not like her and mm-hmm. she either is oblivious to this or doesn't really care because she's so yeah. out here posting her cockroach dancing videos she looks like a dying cockroach <laughs> like you step I on think- a roach that's what she looks like They've, um, like Brandy, I loved Brandy, but at a certain point she became unwatchable. I used to like Lisa Vanderpump, but at a certain point she became unwatchable. And I think that's what's happening here. It's like some of these ladies are becoming unwatchable. Like I can't People really- are saying, according to Reddit, the Reddit fans, um, Reddit viewers, watchers, whatever you want to call them, they're saying that the show in general is becoming unwatchable. And if they don't get their act between, let's say the next two to three seasons, I think it's gonna, that's gonna be the end of the road for mm-hmm. Beverly Hills because- they really haven't and I go back to what Giselle said in, in that interview I already talked about it once where she said like it's funny how they can get away with this bullshit like this let's be honest the tv show is mm-hmm. trash and it's all trash yeah. because it's all reality TV, but they're on another level of trash like come on and not just them I think Andy's California housewives they're both franchises are like on their dying like on their deathbed like i yeah, don't i saw that the trailer for oc dropped a couple of days ago and the fans were like meh like i think i'm gonna keep up with it the way that i've kept up with it the past few seasons just listening to recaps because it's like I, at a certain point it's like i'm not gonna torture myself do you get me like Which, i'd rather watch something that i like i'm super excited to <laughs> i don't know if you heard but the real Salt Lake City? of salt lake city is now a i know I heard um I was kind of scared because I like saw like city that's a bunch of like religious conservative conservatives there but I've heard that like people who have seen the trailer and you know Andy himself but I can never really believe Andy he says that yeah he's full of shit he's like every season (laughs) the drama yeah no Never once it's like have you <laughs> out of the it's gonna blow. It's like what did he say? Blow away or mm-hmm. some shit? Like it's dramatic. blow you out of the water or something. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see these ladies. So hopefully they bring a little something, a little breath of fresh air. I know Potomac, being one of the newer franchises, has done very well. Which Dallas, we on the other hand, people 
have recently been saying on the Twitterverse, Potomac, uh-huh. Potomac, Potomac. Oh my God, I've been sleeping on Potomac, and it's like, yes. where have you, where have you guys been? Exactly, like, I watched been? it when it relative, like I watched it the first season shortly after it came on because yes, I don't remember watching same. it like live. But like, mm-hmm. no, I've always stand Potomac. They've always brought it, and it sucks to see Potomac. that they're not. Now they're getting recognized as one of the better yes. uh, franchises, but it took what? How many years? Like they're already on their fifth season and they're barely getting recognition for being great. <laughs> I like three franchises, um, New York, Potomac and Atlanta. And that's pretty I much like it. Atlanta, Potomac and Beverly Hills. Uh, I, I know you were I'm very disappointed that, uh, that lady Dorinda, is that her name? <laughs> Oh yes, she left New York. But like I said, she be she became unwatchable as well because she became like drunk and bitter, and it was just kind of sad to watch. People are saying that was it the riff uh, referring to the contract in the finale episode? Was it referring to Tinsley that got her fired? People were saying that she got fired because she made a comment about a turkey baster, and then Andy went ahead and shut that down. Though he said that that's not true. It's not because of that. Yeah. There was a lot of shit happening on New York this season. I was just, it's kind of like all over the place, but ah, those bitches will always have my heart. They're the, they're the only white bitches I'll ever really love, <laughs> I'll ever really stand. Oh, but all in all, the Beverly Hills reunion part one was really good. Um, I'm excited to see the next two parts. Uh, do I think that there should be three part reunions on every in every um, franchise? No, sometimes you could literally do it in one part, but I understand okay. that that's where the money comes in like having the three parts that's where the money comes in so whatever but i'm excited for next week nothing's gonna get resolved but that's how it is so we're gonna move on to the stars the literal backbone of the real housewives friend uh universe the cinematic universe (laughs) potomac which this episode i felt is leading up to something good and unlike Beverly Hills, Potomac does not just focus on one controversy. Potomac focuses on many controversies. <laughs> not only the dragging, but I don't know. Would you say the, um, the alleged strip club affair? <laughs> yeah, this episode, I'm like crying because I deleted my notes. Uh, you know, you take thorough notes when watching It's okay, we'll, we'll work together. But, um, yeah, so the episode starts off and Wendy and Ashley are still going at it and Ashley's oh kind of like over her she's kind of like bye with the wind Wendy toodles bitch <laughs> and she's she like she gets her phone and she's like hi can you come get her and send her back to Baltimore and then she's like you, you know one's on the other end because you're a brokey you're a brokey and they're like brokey girl that's a terrible read and she's like um I love you know Robin sticking up for her girl Ashley she's like brokey that read doesn't make sense because Wendy got offended that um Ashley called her stupid and she's like you know surprise I got four degrees I got this I got that I got and she's like well that's great but Robin's whole point was the read and the dig didn't make sense because her husband yeah and then Wendy's like well I didn't call her I didn't call her husband broke I called her broke with her broken anus so she's double broke 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 (laughs) and I'm like you cannot read girl bye um you had to remember too much from that uh dinner they argue whatever life goes on and then what else happened um then after that they all go their separate ways robin and giselle go to their um guest house but then wendy and candace end up having a conversation in their bedrooms 
um, you know, Wendy was like, was I wrong to do that? And Candace was like, well, from my experience, sometimes when you talk out of your ass, it's like these women aren't going to let you off the hook that easily. What bothered me was that Candace was like, I get it though, I get it. These women will take you. Yeah. There. And it's like, yeah. take you there. Okay, that, that, that makes sense. But in this case, what did Ashley say or do to really provoke exactly. you or for like what warranted that reaction like you came out of like the neck this is the first time you're meeting her five yeah. minutes into it and you're like fuck you you're a bitch no no like getting yeah. into her you're a fake bitch or something it's, it's like, like what relax it wasn't that deep but i guess i think that argument came out of left field and obviously wendy explains herself later when they when they make up but it's like everything can came out of left field i feel like last episode wendy didn't have a right to like attack Ashley like that but Ashley also didn't like Ashley kind of escalated it too because she like immediately started barking back like yelling back you know so I felt like it was mostly Wendy's fault but at the same time it's like both Ashley could have like tried to defuse it no I'm I'm gonna I'm sorry I know you're team Ashley I can't if I was in that situation and someone is coming at me sideways I I don't care what I say I'm reacting (laughs) to how you're acting and no one's gonna tell me I'm wrong so (laughs) Yeah. Um, moving oh on. The next thing I can remember them doing is they wake up in their little robe. Shout out to Monique, uh, a great host. She they made were them a little basket. Um, I'm like, um, can somebody make me a robe with my name on it? Um, so they're waking up and they're like, I like how they walk into the kitchen and Robin's like, I don't smell food. I don't smell food. And it's like, bitch, because you're about to make it, which show non-storyline heaven has. So they get to the kitchen and they're like, do you like pancakes? And I like this part. I actually really enjoyed this part because Monique and Giselle like who would have thunk they're like bonding over their pancakes they're like kicking yes. and then they decide to have a little um pancake pageant and of course Wendy's the tally score she's gonna keep track of everything and they have <laughs> categories on presentation the taste and I love them reading each other in the confessionals they're like um her pancakes look like shit and then they're like but her pancakes look like shit smell like shit and then Karen's like I've never eaten poo poo but if it looks like poop, oh, I'd gosh. imagine it tastes like poop. And I'm like, you're. And meanwhile, all the other ladies were like, oh, Giselle's pancakes were really good. But it was just Karen and Monique that were like, her pancakes tasted really bad. And I was just like, shut up. What, what, um, I have a question for you. What is, um, more important to you? Presentation of the food or taste of no, the food? No, I'm going to have to go with taste. You could Same. literally serve me something that looks like it's a week old. But if it tastes good and it's yeah. not a week old, I'm going to eat it. Like, And to I'm be definitely- honest, I think, call me a hater, but I think Giselle's were probably, like, they probably were right. Because doesn't she win yeah. the pageant? Like, she probably I think better pancakes. Also, um, no offense to Monique. No, no offense to Monique. But I think Giselle cooks more, too. Do you get me? So it's like her food seems a yeah, little bit more say, like. Well, um, Giselle has three daughters and she exactly. has three picky daughters. And like, exactly. not to shame Monique because she's all about essential oils and she's almost <laughs> like, I don't want to, not trying to be like, she's a hippie, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know if that word is like, she's going to, and she gives her kids a lot of like organic, like, exactly. Um, like, so I'm sorry, maybe because it's, I'm a fat bitch, but I'm not trying to eat no organic pancakes. And she, she also has a lot of like, um, she has a lot of help. She says it herself and that's not bad to have help. I mean, I wish everybody every mom had help but i giselle she does, does seem to that's cook what for her kids. There for. 
That's where the man is supposed to come and help. But I'm not getting what you're so saying. So Giselle seems to cook for her kids, while Monique, it seems like someone else cooks for her kids. So it's like Monique doesn't really need to cook actively. Do you get me? So it's yeah. like I thought Giselle's might have been better. <laughs> um, after they're done with their little pancake pageant, I believe this is where Giselle gets Wendy. They go on a little walk, which I'm sure oh, it was like a five-minute walk, and they went in a circle. But yeah. Shout out to her being a good friend. She's like, you know what? I'm trying to get to know you. Trying to really understand why you came for my girl Ashley, like the way you did. Yeah. And she kind of just says, well, what does she say? Honestly, um, Wendy or Giselle, sorry. Wendy. Like, what does she oh, say? So to Wendy just said, you know, like, my only issue was that I had to leave my baby and you guys were, like, not, like, validating the fact that I had to leave my baby too. And I understand it's my third baby. Um, and you guys, all of us have more than one kid. So it's like, you guys know that your third baby may not be the same as your first baby, but it's like, she was a NICU baby. I, it was different. Her birth was different than my son. So it's like, I still feel like a first time mom with her. So I was very much angry by the fact that I wasn't offered the same, the same thing as Ashley. Like she could have, Monique could have asked me to bring Cameron or you know I didn't have to ask something like that and I was just like okay that's valid and I did feel like the ladies were like bitch it's your third baby it's but it's like it's her yeah, third I, baby but I, she's as still... much as like I'm starting to dislike Wendy I don't think it's like kind of their place to be like oh well you should be used to it like if I was Wendy to be like okay listen Robin just because you want to get away from your fucking <laughs> devil children doesn't mean I want to get away from my devil children because that's one thing I will stand up for like bitch you're not gonna tell her how she's supposed to feel I yeah. just do. I do think though her delivery of what she wanted to say to Ashley was like a little too much. It was but, rough. Um, it was rough. I was like, "Bitch, you didn't have to say it like that." And then on top of that, Giselle's messy as you know, and true Giselle fashion. Giselle She's like, boots. "I think your um your anger should have been directed towards Karen because she was saying you were a floozy Finland, messy, uh, whatever, messy. whatever." And I'm like, "She did not say. I don't think she used the word floozy or whatever word you'd used." But um, yeah can't wait till uh wendy and karen have their little talk because i'm sure they're gonna have a talk about you know why they fucking hate each other oh gosh which to me it's just like get it over with come on pack it up <laughs> exactly so um they go fishing and the women are over it they're like why are we here this is boring the only people who seem to be like into it are like ashley and monique, monique. <laughs> and then that's where like wendy and ashley apologize to one another and it irritated me that Wendy was trying to get to the apology and she never really got to it until Ashley was like, yeah. do I hear an apology? And she's like, mm -hmm. I just, just, and then Ashley's like, okay, then I'll go. I'm sorry for it. And then Wendy's like, okay, well, I'm sorry. So they seem to be on good terms and that's great, I guess. Um, <laughs> after that, they, what do they do? Is um, they head back. That's when they head back to go get ready for dinner. But, um, then that's when Candace gets the text. Well, th before that, I want to quickly talk about the pageant they had, where it's Ashley oh. versus Candace. Yes, I love the producer. The I mean, the editor put on their editing fucking cap and said, "Bitch, I'm gonna give the fans what they want because that was the, so funny." The time that they did, like they inputted the clock, the timer. They're like 24 hours, like 23 hours in this hellhole because the women were bored of each other. So then Giselle was like, "Let's create this pageant." So she puts uh candace and ashley against one another like i said shout out to the editor um they were like under talent for ashley they're like potster under uh candace they said uh cutlery 
cut, cutlery thrower tossing cutlery cutlery it was just it was just it was iconic i was looking for it um what did you think of the portion um, twerking and singing? i okay um i was rooting for ashley to win i loved the Same. this pageant this impromptu pageant i always like their cast trips or their cast go uh, like when they go away like to anything um because they always have to like they always seem to have fun with each other like regardless um candace when she sings happy birthday i'm like bitch not again and then when they played the video the clip of her exactly. singing happy birthday three times before i was like oh, oh my god bitch this is tired with her but, happy um, birthday <laughs> like it's always the same tune it's not great like oh come gosh. on get it together ashley's um i like the question portion the most though when ashley gave her like diplomatic answer she's Giselle like giselle is a shady ass <laughs> bitch she's like so ashley tell us how does it feel to have a forehead bigger than most but it wasn't it Candace, wasn't bad shade. how does it feel to be shorter than most it's like girl you're so messy. bad shade funny, i thought it was, it was funny i was like these bitches like again i think candace said it perfectly like about the pancakes she's like giselle's pancakes are reflective of her personality they're messy on the outside but good on the inside and i was just like but then on the other hand she was bitchy and then said like monique she's nice and aesthetically pleasing on the outside but the inside it's horrible it's like girl oh my god it was like that i doesn't look for homes you can't afford anyways i i like that portion um what did you think of the fact that they kept complaining like all of them were complaining. Okay, it's weird because it's like you, I know you women are probably not friends in real life besides like Ashley, Robin, and um, Giselle, and maybe like Karen. Really? Like, I don't see that these women are, I don't see that they're friends because you don't sit in a group, you don't go with your friends, tra- like you don't travel with your friends and then sit miserable there for like, I don't know how long. Like when they were eating pizza, they were just yeah. kind of sitting there like bored, bored, bored. And it's like, I don't know if they were like, it's the editing that made it yeah. seem that way, but. I'm like if I'm with friends, we're gonna be drinking, laughing, talking. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. What, what was thought, your question? <laughs> what did you think about all of them complaining? Like, do you think it was okay that they were complaining? I think they should have been a little bit more grateful. I feel like they should have been more grateful. Maybe because I'm poor and um, I don't have a lake house and I don't have this um, all this uh, help from people and all this fancy food. Um, no, I definitely think they could have been a bit more grateful. And I like, of course, they were talking shit in their confessionals. And they weren't telling Monique to her face, hey, this is kind of boring. Because if I was them, I'd be like, bitch, I'm bored. Let's drink. Let's do something. And then the host <laughs> would be like, yeah, let's do something. But um, I don't know. They're, they're ungrateful. I felt, I don't know. Sometimes it's like, I think I'm the same way. Like, uh, you invited me to do this. So why don't you have things planned? I don't know. Especially because Monique is such good friends with Karen. And Karen has this big thing about when you're the host, you have to have everything set up and everything ready for everybody. But it's you like she things. did have things set up. She had the fishing thing, the canoeing thing, and even that wasn't satisfying them. <laughs> they was, were complaining I, about how they don't have bars in their phone. Like, come on. I was like, then you guys shouldn't like, have gone. I don't know. I thought like, it was funny, You know you're time. going to a lake house. What do you expect? So, <laughs> and after the pageant, that's when they go get ready. And then that's when Candace gets the tip. God. So they all are like, you know what? Get ready. We're going to go to the Crab Shack and eat some crab legs. So they all go. And they're all wearing like couture outfits. Yeah, couture jumpsuits and one pieces and fucking boots and high heels just to show up. And it's like a dingy little restaurant. But um, so they're getting ready and bling, bling. 
uh, Mon- Candace's phone goes off. And what is it? It's a text from her friend saying, um, she said, girl, I'm at this establishment in Kate, a strip club, because that friend of a friend works at a strip club. And who is there? Michael himself. Michael Darby is there. And apparently he's over here talking to people saying that he has a wife and a boyfriend. Meanwhile, I like how they kept alluding to it because throughout the entire episode, three or four times, they're like, so how is Michael? What is Michael doing? Is Michael okay? And Ashley's kind of just like, he's doing great. Um, at, actually, at the dinner that they go to, um, yeah. Ashley's like, he's. He, I'm pretty sure they had a guy's night out, which, okay, I'm not going to say I'm defending Michael because... That's not what I'm trying to do, but I'm pretty sure it's common. And we've seen it in other franchises where they're like, oh, yeah, yeah my husband, my boyfriend goes to the strip club, whatever, whatever. Like, we've heard of yeah. this plenty of times before. The part where I can't defend him is the fact that he's out here saying he has a boyfriend because at that yeah. point, you're really disrespecting Ashley. Yeah. Um, but, of course, she gets the news from her friend. And who does she go to? She goes to Giselle. I like how she got the text, went right past the kitchen where Ashley was and went to go tell uh, Giselle. <laughs> the fans were not having it. They're like, why would you tell this um, messy bitch the tea? And yeah. I kind of have to agree with them because if I, like, I know I'm not, let's say I'm talking about like an enemy or someone that I don't really get along with. If I have tea and I deep down want to be friends with them the way she wants to be friends with Ashley, I would have told her right then and there, like, I'm not thinking about how she's going to react. I'm thinking about I don't want to have this on my conscience and like yeah i feel like but then again she's on a tv show and storyline and the <laughs> drama so maybe i don't know what do you think about her telling giselle and how she reacted i i'm i'm on candace on this one i feel like their relationship is shaky enough and um ashley her hormones are all messed up because she is suffering from postpartum uh depression she's you know she has her baby on that trip. Um, she, she's dealing with a lot of shit. So it's like their relationship in general, Candace's and Ashley's, is so shaky that like Candace could have told her and Ashley could have told her to go shove it up her ass and to go <laughs> fuck herself. Do you get me? I don't think Ashley would have reacted sanely. I don't think Ashley would have reacted... Um, like respectfully I think Ashley would have told her to shove it up her ass and that why would she think that it's okay to tell her this after everything that they did last but year I thing. truly this I is, think that this is where I feel like uh Candace could have redeemed herself if I have tea on my friend or acquaintance in mm-hmm. her case yeah I'm gonna tell it to her I know what a relationship is I know where we stand but at that point it kind True. of falls back on, well, it's how you're going to react, Ashley. I wish I look out for you. If you can't see it, then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. If you want to overreact and get mad at me and scold me and reprimand me because I told you this this whole drama thing, then that's on you. But I feel like now, Ashley could easily, Ashley could easily be seen as like the one that's in like the correct one or the right one because she's in like, you told Giselle, you, yeah. you sat on this secret, you kept it in. And I know the episode kind of ended on a cliffhanger, but my my assumptions are that she's not gonna tell her right then and there she's like yeah she's gonna call her because they were like uh it ends with her being like uh, ashley i i i and then it, it ended um i think she's gonna be like ashley i just wanted to say that i think it's cool that like she's gonna say some, some i think it's cool that you know you brought baby not, dean <laughs> exactly um i don't know i think i hate to say it but like they're on good terms like michael and they ashley are. they're still together um <laughs> 
I don't think like, anything came oh, from it. Yeah, nothing even like Michael could kill Ashley's mom and she'd be like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. Like, it's okay. I think it honestly, it stems from the fact that Michael has money. Like, bitch, he has to have a fat wallet for you to still be with this bitch. Cause yeah, not only- that's what my sister says. Like, she's not dumb. She's doing it for the storyline, for the TV show, for the money. And it's exactly. like, really? Do you, do I think there's think probably something. Him? No, I think there's something in the prenup. Like, she can't divorce him. I don't think she can be the one to divorce him. If she wants to walk away from this with any money at all for her or baby Dean, I don't think she can be the one to divorce him. I think he has to be the one to initiate the divorcing. Uh, He has to be the one that fucks up for her to even walk away with any type of money. And then maybe I'm just, like, uh, delusional in all this because, I don't know, there's a small part of me that says that she actually loves her 80-year-old. Nope. Nope. No, I I see it that Uh -uh. way. Maybe because I try I to be th- good in people. No, <laughs> let's be honest. She probably no. isn't it for the money, and that's sad. She is, and I mean, I would be too. But at the same time, at some point, bitch, at some point, you gotta stop. Maybe, and maybe she has somebody on the side too, and she's good about oh, it. Unlike Michael, she's not, you know, prancing like, how do you around think saying that's she gonna got play a boyfriend. Out? How do you think? Because in the preview that we saw, they showed that they have dinner together, and she brings it. So at this point, we know that Ashley knows because. She's talking yeah. to Michael about it, and she tells him like, "So, Kim and I doubt she telling me that what we're gonna say." And I doubt she takes it wrong. I doubt she takes it wrong. I think. I mean, if I was her, after all these things that he's put her through, I feel like she kind of is kind of like, "Fuck!" Like I have to believe something, and yeah, especially because, like you said, she's dealing with like her postpartum depression and the fact that yeah. she has baby Dean with her. She knows she can't spiral out and like. Mm-hmm. go about it the wrong way so she's probably thinking let me just be calm about it but um yeah she confronts him in the preview and she's like uh so candace told me that you were out and you have a boyfriend and you can tell he's like shaking in his boots he's like no no i didn't say that but but i did and then it cuts off and it's like i think he's gonna say something about how yeah i uh, but i do have something to tell you i did go to the strip club like i think that's yeah it's gonna be it. like because like, like how i said it he's gonna play it off as well you know it was yeah. a business trip you know me and my boys we just wanted to have a good time so we went to <laughs> bless you oh, we you. just went to the strip club and it's like oh god and you have you seen the video of him in that hotel room no there's a video i'll send you the video um there's a video of her he's in his like boxers and he's laying on the bed and he doesn't have a shirt on and he's oh. like he's telling the girl like oh come on just spank me spank me before you and she's like if i knew you had a wife i wouldn't do this or something like that um yeah he's in bed and he's like shirtless and i don't know how they move on from this i don't know how she's able to like look past this because it's not like the evidence is there he was out with other women i'm telling you i'm telling you i think in the prenup or whatever she signed she can't walk away with this without within that's like a shitty ass prenup because she has to like at this maybe it's like a business deal at this point and she doesn't have feelings for her maybe that's why it's so easy but it's like you have to like endure all this shame and shit that the fans throw at you and the other women to get exactly <laughs> like if like, that's the case people will do anything for money and i guess that's something that i need to learn and really comprehend because at this time i yeah like it doesn't make <laughs> sense to me i just wouldn't say that unhappy or let or even bring a child into this world with that person like i don't know but i guess like you said anyone anyone will do maybe there is a sliver of her that loves him that does love him i think she does <laughs> i think 
I don't know. <laughs> Wishing the best for Gosh. baby Dean Ashley and honestly, we'll I hope they come out of out. this come out of this winning at least, winning something. <laughs> um I Love think it. we're gonna wrap up the episode. Um hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Any final words, Daniela? Um, no, yeah, just thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you to my BFF, Melissa, for always, you know, shouting us out and, you know, participating in our, in our questions. Exactly. Um, Shout out to Melissa for sending us stories, topics that we should talk about. Um, make sure to follow me on my social media, all that good stuff at King Lewis. At this point, you should know. But make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I don't think I've ever plugged it here. It's Lozano Luis, one, two, three. That's L-O-Z-A-N-O-L-U-I-S, one, two, three, where you can watch me. Um, act a fool on there, uh, Daniela. <laughs> um, yeah, follow me on social media um, at Daniela Kova on Twitter and at underscore Danny Kova on Instagram. Um, I don't have a YouTube channel, so you don't have to subscribe to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much that's it. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you guys for always, you know, listening and leave us a voice message because I really want to play one. <laughs> exactly. So do that. Um, okay. Again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch. <clears throat> Fuck, I'm sick. The sun is back to me. <laughs> um, catch us the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Love y'all. <laughs>